Hello and welcome to episode three of the Infinite Improvement Podcast with me, Coach Christo and Coach Andres. Today we're going to talk about uh, team environments and what we think uh, good team environments should be like, what we think good teammates um, should be like, and why. Because obviously, you know, soccer is a team sport, um, and I have some very strong opinions on this. Um, so I, I kind of want to start by uh, telling a little a little bit of a story about one of the moments that I'm actually most, um, it's not like a particular moment, but maybe like uh, one of the things that I'm most embarrassed about uh, from, from uh, you know, playing, playing soccer. Um, so there was a time when I was on a team and I wasn't playing very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously it was, a, it, was a, it was a very difficult situation for me. I was pretty young. I was probably uh, 14, 15, playing on a very good team. Um, uh, but I wasn't playing much. Uh, and, uh, I started over the course of the season, getting into this very negative mentality where all I was thinking was, you know, if I was on the bench, I hope my team loses. I hope, you know, my team, uh, or my teammates or the player in my position does poorly so that I can finally get a chance. Um, and I just think, uh, that whenever you're in this kind of mentality, now it doesn't matter if you're on the bench. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're, uh, uh, in the, in the stands, if you don't even make the, make the squad for the bench or something, um, the team always comes first and whatever situation you're in, you need to put the team first. So my phrase, um, as going to sound kind of weird after what I, what are, what I just said. Um, so my phrase for, you know, what I think, a like what and why I think a good, uh, you know, team environment should be like is for you through the team for the team. Um, now a lot of players get the wrong idea when I say that the team should always come first. Um, but in my opinion, you will never be successful as a player. If you don't put the team first, you have to do everything that you can for the team. And the easiest way to succeed as a player is to be on a successful team. So, you know, you have to let go of your own ego a little bit uh, and do whatever you have to do for the team, put them first uh, and everything else kind of follows from there. You can be your own incredible individual player, but only if you, uh, if you realize that helping the team is what's going to end up helping yourself. Yeah. Can you repeat the phrase again? So for you, through the team, for the team. So even though I'm talking about working for the team, it starts with for you because yeah. a lot of players lose. They either don't care about the team at all, or they lose sight of like why, why they're doing this. Like, obviously we're not going to play on the same team throughout our whole careers. Um, and we want to be successful as individuals, but you're only going to do that through the team and if you do it for the team. So mm-hmm. if you play for yourself, it's, it's just not going to happen. If you, uh, if you don't like care about going through that, um, you know, doing it through a team, succeeding by being part of a team and doing it for a team, then yeah. you're, you're kind of lost already, in my opinion. And so what, so, so your story, would your story be an example of? Of, of not the- doing it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because like I was so stuck in this in this negative uh, kind of mindset that it, it affected me as well. Um, yeah. So, and I, I just think like negativity spreads. Like yeah. 
it's, uh, I, I think we talked about this before, maybe it's like, it's like a virus, like it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. goes everywhere, right? Like if, if you're negative in one area of your life, you know, it's, it's easy for that to, to creep into other areas. If you're negative, it's easy for your teammates to see that and for it to affect, to affect, um, them. If you truly want to help yourself and you're playing a team sport, you have to find a way to put the team first, whatever the situation you're in. And it's not always easy, uh, but it is very, very important. Yeah. I, and it's at, at a younger, at the younger ages, it must be so much more difficult because everyone is looking for their personal outcome of making it somewhere. So it's really hard to battle. I got I to gotta make it. I got to stand out, but I got to put the team first. But if I put the team first, then maybe I won't be seen by the scouts um, because I'm, I'm doing, I don't know, I'm, I'm having the ball less or um, I'm on Playing the out of position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so it's it's a it's a dilemma. It's an inner dilemma um, that it's a it's a sport that depends on on the collective. Um, but it, the collective is also a group of individuals. And so each individual, even at the highest level, I'm sure like unless you play for, I don't know, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Barca, everybody else is trying to stand out to maybe get to one of those teams. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's a really tough dilemma knowing that you're in it. The only way that I like that you start for you because the only way that you're going to benefit is when you are able to flip it and, and turn it into the collective. Yeah, that's that's like exactly what I'm going for, because like a lot of the time I talk, like I, I make a couple of videos and I'm like, the team comes first. You have to put the team first. If you're on the bench and you're hoping that your teammates fail, you're doing something wrong. You need to switch that mentality because you'll never succeed as an athlete if that's what you're thinking. Um, yeah. But players are like, okay, so I don't matter. It's all for the team. I'm like, no, of course not. Like, you know, especially as a young athlete, if you're 15, 16, you're not going to be playing with these players in two, three years, whether you're playing in college or semi-professional or professional or whatever, like you're going to be playing with a completely different team. What, but you still need to learn these lessons and carry them forward into those teams. The only way you'll succeed, like what, what do coaches look for? Coaches and like, obviously like uh, not every coach is like this and, you know, it gets more like this, the higher uh, up in level you go, but coaches look for players who can help their team win games. So that's, that's what you need to, you know, figure out. You need to find a way to help a team succeed, not succeed yourself. Nobody cares, you know, how uh, incredible a player you are. If, if your team, you know, isn't doing well, like maybe that's, a stepping stone to get onto a better team. But once you're on that better team, like what matters at the end of the day is how the team does, you know, you can play incredibly individually. If your team loses, then there are still problems that, that need to be figured out. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think you only increase your chances of being seen by whoever you want to be seen. Um, the better the team does. So like, even if you're, you're the star of the team, but your team is out at group stages. Um, yeah. I don't know, but if, if you find a way to help your team get to the final, um, you're more likely to have the scouts there, whatever final, like it could be a showcase. It could be some sort of tournament. Um, if your team together can get to the final, your chances of, of being seen, because the, if you think about scout, they're going to, they're most likely going to go watch the semifinals, the finals. Um, and, and that's the best teams that are going to get there. It's not the group of individuals that are going to get there. So um, it, it's tough. It's, it is tough because um, a lot of the time you may feel like 
nobody sees you if, yeah. if you're doing the dirty work or the um like the the roles that perhaps don't come out on the newspaper the roles that don't come out on a website um but you have to also trust that there are coaches out there that are looking smart for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that aren't just looking for the goal scorers or the the best defenders who who um stop the, from in the goal line or, or the best tackles there's so much more to the game which i think um at a young age is is i wish somebody told me how 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 many more variables the game had uh, other than my skill set and scoring goals and assisting or preventing goals um yeah so and that influences the everyday because then you start to to act in certain ways in training. So if you see that somebody's getting more attention than you, if you see that somebody's getting um, there's rumors of they're getting opportunities with an academy or first team, then you start to instead of get um, instead of um, being happy for them, you become resentful. And I think yeah. that's the, when when you have multiple of those in the same group, um, it can really fracture the the environment. Yeah, definitely. But like, I, and I, I, like, I honestly think like, you know, if your if your teammates are getting opportunities, it's probably because the team is like, is being successful and stuff. And like, maybe your opportunity isn't there right then, but yeah. that I, I like, that is good for you. If your teammates are getting opportunities because like yeah, if, if players, yeah, exactly. Like if players are going from one team and they're going to a higher level and they're succeeding, Coaches are going to be like, oh, you know, where'd he come from? He came from this club. Maybe we should have another look at some other players from that team. You know, like not not everyone is going to, you know, succeed right away and not everyone is going to succeed at all. But in this sport, you never succeed alone. You never no. succeed alone. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's just impossible. And, and like you said, like there are intelligent coaches out there. There are intelligent scouts out there. Um, they are they're not, you know, recruiting uh, players for colleges or whatever, and only looking at goals and assists um, and, you know, goalkeepers who kept a lot of clean sheets or something. Um, the like, yeah, those things matter. Um, but like, in my opinion, it's, it's like, it's impossible to, to judge a player um, from, from statistics alone. Um, and you know, or like even impossible to judge a player from just like a highlight video, like a resume and a highlight video, they do a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, coaches want to see you play because that that's what actually will tell them what kind of player you are um, and how you're, how you're helping your team succeed, which is what, what they want at their team. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think um, it's easier said also, it's easier said from us, having gone through it and having had those experiences. Um, but again, every time I coach, I was like, what, what can I do to, to help them? Uh, or what can I do to have helped myself at their age? And I think just opening their minds and in, in how to approach the everyday training, how to approach the game, how to detach from, from yourself, but not forget about yourself. Um, yeah. All of these, all of these small little things are, are really important that I wish I, I had, um, because I, I was always either playing pickup or I was one of the better players in club. And then when the moment comes where everybody is, is just as good or even better, you have to find um, new ways to, to enjoy the process because for some reason, once you're not the best anymore, you start to, and then and it, it's almost, um, 
it, it reveals to you, okay, did you do you actually like the sport? Or do you just like the fact that you're good <laughs> yeah. uh, at this at this craft? Um, and you, I, I think for me, I, I learned to love the game even more, and um, I, I I hope and I try my best to create those environments for the players where, um, yes, you may be a good player, um, but there's always somebody younger better and working harder and you might come across them at some point maybe not in this team but probably in the next one so it's how can you build a good relationship with the best player and the worst player on the team because it's the only way to to take the whole team to the next level yeah i think like a really like a, a like a kind of clear example of this was like uh in in 2016 when ronaldo got injured and had to you know come off in the euro and stuff but then he's on the sideline you know yelling at his uh, like basically you know <laughs> taking over from santos and just coaching the team um and there was like that one clip um in the right before the penalty shootout I think it was uh, João Moutinho, if I'm not wrong, could have been someone else uh, who was like a little nervous to take a penalty. And Ronaldo was like, you, you hit them well, you know, you're going to take one. Um, yeah. and, and then he scored. And um, yeah. it's just like, obviously, he wasn't able to be a part of that game as, as he wanted to be. Yeah. But he like you're all if you're on the team you're always involved and that's like how how i changed kind of you know from being a player who who was like very like you know i want to succeed and if i'm on i'm not on the field how can i succeed um into you know in my in my later years whenever i did end up on the bench um i was you know i i very much invested in in how the team was doing and i really wanted them to succeed and i was there you know uh even you know sometimes when i played at the men's level you know we we only had um 18 players on match day and there were times when i wasn't in that 18 um so i would have to sit in the stands not even on the bench but i still wanted my team to win and eventually that you know it helped the team because your team needs that support the starters yeah. aren't like they're people just like you are. They want support from their teammates. It's a lot easier, in my opinion, to succeed when your teammates are supporting you. And then also um, it helped me because that that positivity, um, you know, and wanting my teams to, to succeed not only led to me, you know, cheering them on and supporting them, but also working hard to improve myself because I thought, you know, obviously the best way to help my team improve is to become a better player than yeah. the, than the starter uh, ahead of me. Um, and, and, you know, and play. Um, so, so yeah, but, uh, it's, it's something I see a lot of players kind of, uh, go, go kind of wrong with either, you know, losing, losing themselves because they think they don't matter. And it's all about the team. Or thinking that, you know, team success, who cares how my team does? I'm going to, I'm going to do well individually. I'm good enough to go to the next level. Yeah. And I think one thing that, I th that would help is if, if the people around you, not your teammates, but um, your parents, your girlfriend, your best friend, if they're also, um, if they're also on the same page, because I remember my dad being really angry at the coach when he wouldn't play me. So I go home and dad is like, oh, coach doesn't like you. What's wrong with this coach? Your girlfriend will come and be like, wait, why aren't you on the field? Like, what's wrong? Like, like, who's better than you? And so like finding a way to create almost like this team for yourself outside of the field that is not helping you become more resentful but it's actually, they're actually helping you um, be more open-minded to the situation and not to take away that like, yeah, 
we obviously came to watch you play. We would have rather seen you play. But I think if if they make the wrong comments, it's only going to feed into the player who's already struggling with the fact that they want to be on the field. Um, and and many times it also um, the parent also is defined by whether their kid is on the field or not. So then they start to um, create um, resentful comments. Um, not just to the player, but on the sideline. And then once the kid, once they meet, it's it's the, the player that is resentful and the parent that are resentful, and then it explodes. Um, and so it, it actually decreases the chances of that individual. So I think it's very important that um, you create a, a group of people um, that are outside of the team, your your closest ones, who are who are being honest with you um, and supporting you, but at the same time helping you eliminate any any type of negative feeling um in the difficult moments because it's it's easy to to try to take care of someone by just agreeing with yeah yeah the coach sucks yeah yeah the other player is not as good as you um and that's not helping anybody yeah no i think that's a really interesting point like you know uh, if you if you go home afterwards and you have someone you can like call on the phone and like obviously it's good to like talk to people but if you're like you know um like just just complaining about the yeah. situation and if that person just agrees with you rather than maybe they say like you know listen uh, I, I don't know if you've seen there's like a there's a clip of uh robin van Percy talking about his son yeah. and his son yeah and he was like yeah. you know the kid was like complaining uh after like a bad game and he's like you're acting like a like what i hear right now sounds like a loser um and he said that to his own son right and obviously he's like you know saying as well like you know it, even if you don't play football it doesn't matter um i'll i'll, I'll always love you uh yeah. but you can't put the blame on other people you can't blame the coach you can't blame the other players like at some point you need to take responsibility uh for for yourself right and and like i i don't know about your experiences but i've very rarely not played when I honestly thought I deserved to like beyond a shadow of a doubt, like obviously like maybe I could have played and done just as well as the starter or something, but like, you know, it, uh, it's not like so clear cut. Like when a coach is sitting down to make their starting lineup, it's not like everything is incredibly easy the whole way down. Right. Um, and, and there rarely been times where I'm like, you know, I am, like I just deserve to play so, so much. I can probably think of like three or four or five times uh, where that's been the case out of like hundreds of games that I've played in. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's like a, a similar experience for you, but like, I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't feel like coaches get it so wrong, like yeah. all the time, like they get it wrong sometimes, but you know, it's just, it's like, just cause they're human. It's not cause they're like being evil and be like, Christo is a good player, but I'm never going to play him just cause I hate him. You know? Yeah. I, I think we gravitate to, to feel that we're more important than we actually are. And yeah. so when there's a negative decision made, it's like they made it towards you as opposed to like, it was for the better of the entire team. And it yeah. doesn't actually say anything about you. Um, yeah. And so I think, not taking any coaching decision personally really helps you. Um, Cause I, in, yeah, I, I agree. In my opinion, the coach will probably 90% of the time be right because they are able to see from, a, from, from the outside and see all the things that need to happen for, for the next game or for training or whatever. Um, so 90, 
85 to 90 percent of the time they're right but they will be wrong and yeah and that also doesn't define who you are as a player when they are wrong and it, if anything it's it's a challenge for you to how can step I step up even, yeah even when the coach um maybe doesn't feel that i i deserve it the only thing you can do is try try again the next session and convince them otherwise um i think it would be actually um it would actually be counterproductive if every single time you knew you were going to start every single day you knew that you were going to be on the field regardless of you wouldn't have any any way to evaluate oh am i improving or am i just going in because i'm the best one in the team and and, and if that's the case then i wonder if you got to go and find a, a different environment where where you don't know if you're going to start every single weekend you know i think yeah. you look at um jack uh, grealish right yeah going to manchester city like there's no way he wouldn't play a minute at um villa villa right yeah or west ham where was he no villa Okay, um, I know I got I I get those two confused yeah, too. They're the same colors, yeah. Um, and now he has to go and 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 grow as as a as a professional as a human being and 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 seeing all these players sometimes play an entire game and him in the bench knowing that he could probably be starting anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge for him. Do I take it personal? Um. Or do I persevere and 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 learn different ways to to help a team um, and learn different roles? So I think every single situation, good or bad, is is an opportunity regardless. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And like you know, maybe ninety percent of the time the coach is like actually right, but like ninety nine plus percent of the time the coach thinks they're right, which is just as important, right? Like you know, sure. they might they might be wrong. Maybe you are a better player than that other other person, but like based yeah. on what they've seen, um, they're, they're making the best decision that they can. And, you know, like just yeah. it, like every player will go through periods of not playing if, yeah. if they play at any sort of high level, uh, at all, you know, even if that's just like college or, you know, even like playing, playing varsity in, uh, in high school or something like you'll go through times where you're not starting and playing the whole game. And, yeah just like you said, you know, you can, you can either treat that as like a horrible thing or you can treat yeah. it as an opportunity or, yeah. you know, and a, and a bit of motivation to, to work harder, to become better, to earn your, yeah. earn your playing time. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, we'll pivot over into uh, talking a little bit about, uh, about your thoughts yeah. Um, yeah. more specifically. So, so my, my phrase um, it's, it's more of a, of a question that I like to um always have presence um, to build the, the right environment. Um, and I think it's more of a question that I, I want. I, I, I contemplate in my brain all the time when I look at the players and how they act. Um, and, and I'll do it more on a one-on-one -on -one base. Um, so my phrase is, how secure are you? Because I, I think that um, the way you treat others is an expression of how secure you are or how insecure you are. And so I think uh, anybody that... Um, feels the need to prove themselves um, will automatically act in a certain way. If you come into an environment secure, um, you don't feel that you need to outplay somebody else or that you need um, to, everyone, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody like in, miss an easy shot and then they yell and then they like, they swear and they cuss or all of these things. Um, and it's like, oh, it was just a shot. And, and I think that's an expression of there's some sort of insecurity in you that feels um that's that's everybody's watching you as opposed to okay you missed it doesn't define who you are um or when you're um 
when you have a negative attitude towards your teammates, I think it speaks more of an insecurity in you than it actually has to do with the entire situation. Or, or and then there's the opposite side where um, maybe you're too nice to the best player. And so you're just being very nice to the player because you're insecure and you want to be on the best player's good side or you want to be the best. Uh, teacher's pet, coach's pet. Um, so yeah. all of these things um, from the outside, I try my best to, okay, how are these actions of security or insecurity? Um, and when I see them go too far in one way, I come to the player and I, and I ask him like, okay, whatever's going on, if he's if he's talking too much crap to, to his teammates in a training session, I, I kind of ask questions that take him along. Like, okay, are you securing yourself or are you acting upon your insecurities and that's why you're you're at you're treating these players really really wrong um and it was interesting there was one session where like there was this player who who kept yeah pass the ball quicker be be play more simple like man why did you do that and then um throughout the session i'm letting him know hey relax let it it go let it go and there was one moment when he made a mistake and he just cussed and put his head down and i was like wow i'm like come here come here like the way you're treating them is the same way you treat yourself when you make a mistake. So it makes complete sense. Um, uh, the way you're going to treat yourself will, will help you um, treat others. But but that helps me understand why sometimes you treat others in a certain way. Um, so we just got to figure out a way to, to fix both sides. Um, but I, I think when I when I use the word secure, it, I think it's not it's not confidence in in how good you are of a player. I think it's more secure in who you are. Um, that at the end of the day, the game can define you. So have a good session, a bad session. Um, your value as a human doesn't uh, decrease or increase. And I think being able to walk into any space, um, knowing that that performance will not define you, automatically makes you um, lighter, um, calmer, um, less resentful. So I, I guess... Uh, to close on that, that phrase is, it's just the idea that, um, always evaluate your, your actions and think was, was this an expression of my security or was this an expression of my insecurities? Um, and at the end of the day, we both have both sides of it. So, so yeah, I think that plays a big, big part in, in how you act in the training session. Like when you're saying, like when you're in the, um, in the bench and you want your team to, to do bad because you're not there is, is your insecurity that like, okay, maybe I'm not a good enough soccer player to be on the field. Um, and then how to fix that. Okay. If this situation doesn't define who I am as a player or as a human, then I shouldn't be wishing wrong upon the players that are, that are given their best to, to, to play. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's where my phrase goes. Um, how, um, how secure are you? Yeah. Like the difference between like, earning your spot and just getting given your spot because someone else, you know, uh, makes, makes a mistake or is playing badly or even, you know, gets, gets injured or something, right? Like you have to have that, that belief in yourself that, you know, yeah, maybe I'm not starting today, but if I get, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I'll show that I deserve it. And maybe I'll, you know, play 30 minutes next week and then 60 minutes. And then, you know, I'll, I'll start, um, or, you know, whatever it is. I like the, um, you know, being, uh, being secure in yourself. Um, cause yeah, I think that is, that is what yeah. it comes down to a lot of the time. Um, yeah. that like, you know, what, if you're, um, you know, if, if you, if you don't, uh, kind of believe in yourself, then, yeah. um, you know, wh- think, where are you kind of going? And it helps, it helps the players, um, 
So when somebody treats you, when a teammate treats you in a negative way, it helps them also understand, oh, maybe maybe they're insecure about a certain part of the game. And and, and you have to be cautious because you don't also don't want the, the player that is being treated wrong to be like, you're just insecure. Stop doing that. But I, yeah. you would hope that you create an environment where when these things come out, it's like, oh, like maybe maybe this he's insecure in this part and I'm not going to take it personal. Um, and it's just part of the emotions of the game because you want to do the best possible. And he's just, he's just yelling out of this desire to, to be a better self because he doesn't feel that he's the best at his role in this moment. Um, so it's not against necessarily against me and you can talk about it after the session, but the, the, I think the, the goal is to not let any emotional comments be taken personal and also decrease the amount of comments that you let out of you that can be perceived um, as personal. And when you talk about like having this group of people outside of soccer, it's the same question. Like when you talk about the parents, like, like how secure are you? Are, is your kid in the team so that you are the parent with the best player on the team? And the moment that he doesn't play, then I'm going to talk crap about the coach. So again, it, it goes back. So is your security in, in this Sunday game, um, your, your kid playing, or are you secure in, in your family and who you are as a parent? Um, and, and so if you are secure in those things, it won't really affect you how much your kid plays or doesn't. And if it, it is bothering you, you bring it up to the coach as opposed to start rumors. But again, it goes all the way back. If your girlfriend goes to watch you play, if she's secure in, in, in the boyfriend you have or the other way around, if your boyfriend goes to watch you play and he's secure in the girl that you have, whether they play or not has absolutely nothing to do with when they come out the field and, and you enjoy time with them. So I think is is really powerful understanding where it's coming from because then your reaction um, becomes more rational um, and, and less um, toxic. Yeah. I like, I a hundred percent agree with that. I say all the time that like, you know, you're, you're never defined by, by just like one thing, like so many players um, will like have a bad game and then like for you know, maybe they never recover, but like, hopefully like for a day, at least they'll be thinking like, I'm a bad player you know, and maybe they'll get over it after that, or, you know, you'll, you'll miss a, a shot or, you know, you'll miss a penalty or something. And all of a sudden you're like, you didn't just miss a penalty. You are somebody who misses yeah, yeah, penalties, yeah, yeah. right? Like, and, uh, you know, uh, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter how you play one day. You should like, that shouldn't affect how you feel and what you do the next day. And obviously it's going to affect it a little bit, but like in an ideal world, you know, you'd have a bad game next day, wake up, that game's done. You know, you learn your lessons if you want to, and, and you move right on to the next training session, to the next game. Um, you know, if, if your kid doesn't play on, on a Sunday, like, you know, yeah. you're, you should be like, you know, your kid is, is the same exact person and player that they were before. Nothing else has changed. Um, or if they play badly, like, oh, I've, I've definitely, I've heard like some horror stories. Uh, thankfully my parents, uh, you know, were very, very supportive, um, when I was a player. Um, but you know, like it's, uh, it's not one, one game changes absolutely nothing. One play changes absolutely nothing. Um, and I just think realizing that, you know, I'm, like say like I had, I had a moment where I missed a, a miss, missed a penalty in a, in a very big game in a, in a shootout. Um, and I was really, really like upset. Um, 
And uh, I remember, um, you know, afterwards, um, uh, a coach telling me like, the fact that you stepped up to take a penalty in a big moment for us, that says a lot more to me than the fact that you missed. Anyone can miss a penalty. You know, it is what it is. Um, But you know, and, and that, and that helped me a lot. Cause I was like, okay, you know, I miss a penalty. So what, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we pick up and we move on. Um, yeah. and I'm the same person, you know, that one kick of a soccer ball didn't change the person that I am. I'm the same player. I'm the same person, yeah. you know, and, and tomorrow, um, you know, I mean, I've, I haven't forgotten it to this day, but like, you know, I, I can, I can move on from it. Right. Like, you know, I can, and, and I learned a valuable lesson from it, like, um, which is, you know, uh, helpful in its own way. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a fine line because you also don't want to like take it to the other extreme where like, I miss the penalty. I don't miss it. I don't care if I miss 10. Yeah. Um, and, and as an athlete, like you, that's already, you already know that, like you're already training every day. Like, you know, that, um, you don't, you don't intend to miss the PK. You don't intend to, to make the bad play. Um, but I, I still, I do think that it has, it, it has a lot to do with um, the conversations outside of, of that training session that maybe your coach has with you or your, or your uh, significant people have with you. Because I remember actually there was one game in college where um, it was an out of conference game and um the starters weren't going to um, play the, the first half. We might we're, we might come into the second half, um, but it was a game that was near um, where I am from. And so I had my high school coach, my aunt, my dad, my sister, my mom, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's uh, parents. And so all of these people showed up and um, they didn't know the situation. All they knew was like, oh, and this is a really good player. He's going to be on the field. And then the first half ends and then like, well, the first half we knew, but then and when the second half started, some of the players started going in um, and then I still hadn't come in. And then and then in my head, like I knew that there was already a game plan, but in my head, I'm also thinking for them, like they came to watch me and what are they going to think? Like maybe I'm not as good and all these things. Um, and then now imagine if you're thinking of like if they're scouts and like you don't know if the scout knows or not, not that that was that situation for me, but I'm saying if you go to another, um, if it would have been a more important game where maybe I wasn't playing. Now I'm thinking, oh, is the scout. This is my chance. I'm not, I'm coming in and, and at a moment where um, the game is already lost or whatever the reason may be. Um, I think being able to, to hear from the people in the stands and from your coach, the thought process of why, um, one, from, from, your, from your fans, why it's okay that they, they didn't see you on the field, that, that they still were there to watch Andres as opposed to the player um, and, and spend a time, time of, of um, family and whatever it may be. And then the coach explained to you why um, you're not in the game or why you were in the game. Because if, if the coach didn't tell us, um, we're, we're not using um, c- certain players for this game because this and this reason, you're sitting in the bench having 20 different um, voices inside of you um, saying all types of different things. And you always, you always gravitate to the negative ones. Um, so I think it's so important to, to help the people around you be secure is to communicate your decisions. Um, if, if I'm dribbling and I, and I don't pass you the ball, maybe I, I communicate to you why I didn't pass you the ball as opposed to the players that are going to be like, he doesn't trust me. He doesn't want me to get the ball. I'm going to miss the shot. Um, 
And even if I thought I was in a better situation, communicate it and know that I saw you there. Um, and then I made this decision um, because I, I really think it's, it's really helpful for any environment on and off the field that, that you attempt to communicate um, why certain decisions were made just to, to give everybody a sense of, of, of perspective and not let people just stay there with the million voices that are in your head because we all have so many voices and we want to shut them all up and kind of just go but it, it's hard um, as players with ambition with desire to be seen um, so so yeah I think I think communication within the group and with the people that are coming to watch you um, is, is very important yeah I I hundred percent agree. I think, um, uh, I, I had, uh, I had this coach like, um, and every time at the locker room in the locker room at halftime, um, he, the first thing he would say is he would let every single person who wanted to speak, speak. Um, mm-hmm. so every single one of us, whether we had played or not played. And obviously there are some players who will talk a lot more and there are some players who will never talk. Um, but he gave us all the opportunity to say our piece if we wanted to. Um, and I think that like communication is something that like a lot of players get wrong um, and something that's like not really like taught, like obviously, you know, and that's communication on and off the field. Um, but yeah, like I see a lot of players, you know, just talking to talk or yelling just to, to yell kind of, and not, not really saying anything. Um, Yeah. And it's like, you know, whenever you speak, I think there should like, there should be a reason for, for what you're saying, right. You should have, uh, you don't need to have thought it all the way through, but you know, whenever I'm on the field, if I'm going to say something, there's, there's going to be a reason for that. Um, unless I'm just, you know, uh, I am frustrated because I missed 10 shots and I miss another, and then I am just screaming, um, at myself or something, but like, you know, there, there needs to be a reason behind that. And same thing in the locker room, if you're talking, uh, to your teammates or your coach or the coach is talking, I try always as a coach to have a reason for why I'm speaking and not just speak to speak. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I do enough of that on social media and stuff. Um, but uh, I also, I love that you, you bring in like stuff that goes on off the field and relationships that are off the field, because um, I also, um, I remember this very clearly because it it's kind of funny. I played for two coaches in pretty quick uh, succession because I left a team and I joined another team. Um, and the, the first coach, I remember him talking to us and saying it was something, it was in Greek um, and it was um something along the lines of like, you don't need to be um, a manga, which is like a, like a tough guy to, <laughs> to play, uh, to play soccer. Um, and I remember the next, the next coach uh, that I played for um, because I was going through a tough, a tough uh, like time at that time, with like confidence issues and stuff. He spent a lot of his time just talking to me Um and, you know, on the field, obviously I learned a lot from him, but it was also like the off the field stuff that he kind of like, you know, made me feel like a, like a tough guy, kind of like, not like, you know, uh, I was like yeah, yeah. super cocky or arrogant or anything, but just like made me feel like, like a little bit of self-belief. Um, yeah. And that was not self-belief that I only had on the field, but 
it definitely affected my life off the field as well. Um, and I think it's impossible to separate those two yeah. things. So maybe you don't need to be a tough guy, but like you need to, if you want to find your confidence on the field, then a lot of the time, what I, like finding your confidence off the field can just yeah. help that so, so, so much. And yeah. that comes from the relationships you have, the, the people that you talk to, the people that you interact with. And also, you know, obviously, you know, as, as you mentioned before, like how you interact with, uh, with yourself is, is just as important. Uh, yeah, to, yeah to that's, finding that's that. a big one. That's a, that's a big one. Um, I think like when you talk about like the manga and like being this tough, this tough person, I think you can only the tough, the toughest version of yourself will come when in soccer will come when soccer doesn't define you because if soccer defines you, then you're going to walk in this situ into this space where um, am I good enough um, based on this specific craft? Um, and so it's so powerful that your coach takes you out of that arena and and he builds you outside of it because it's it's actually crystal who's going to come and be the tough guy it's not the a soccer player it's, it starts from crystal that can turn into a soccer player not a soccer player that can turn into crystal and many times we get that confused it's it's the soccer player that goes to school and is a student it's the soccer player that is a son it's the soccer player that is a boyfriend it's the soccer player that is a friend and so you start to become defined by perhaps one of your your better crafts and you start walking into all these but what happens when you uh, are no longer the best soccer player or, or you no longer are a soccer player do you remember what it's like to be a son? Because you were just a player that happened to be a son. Um, so it's it's so important that you're you're building this manga um, from outside of, of soccer. And then that will bring you into any space, not just soccer, with a different uh, type of security. Um, because then the soccer can't touch you. And yeah. you'll be the toughest person, a guy, female um, in that space. Um, but yeah, I... I it does come yeah. from 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 inside of you too, because I think um, it you have to be patient with yourself. You have to really love yourself. You have to see the potential um inside of you. Because if you don't see it, <laughs> some people around you may miss it. And if you're expecting them to see it first, you get you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Yeah, um, and then you walk in rather than you know asking, "Am I good enough?" You walk in saying, "I am good enough." Yes. Uh, yeah. and you know, that's not going to change whatever happens today or tomorrow, you know, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I, I believe in myself. Um, I, I think let's, uh, let's transition a little bit into this. This is a little bit of a, a tougher one, but what do you, what do you do at, like in your actual coaching, um, to kind of like, foster the team environment that you want like how do you uh either you know talk to players or um uh yeah just like how do you run your sessions um to kind of foster what what you want an environment where players are you know maybe secure but also you know yeah. like uh, yeah i that's a good question um so i think i think you have to be honest and to yourself and, and know that there's levels within your team and, and that you know who's the who's the most talented players, who may be the average, who's the, who has the least amount of talent. You need to know um, who are the most dedicated because sometimes the most dedicated is not the most talented, but maybe the most most dedicated is helping you more in the long run. So I think you have to evaluate the, the high um, 
attributes, the high talents in your team, and then use those. Um, at least, at least when I go back to, to security, being being so, that groundbreaker, um, I, I I use those to help build security. Um, or if you're confusing arrogance or, or confidence with security, then I try to fracture that. And so one example would be um, I have this this player that um, always when I say can I need help grabbing the lacrosse nets and this he's the first one sprinting. Um, and, and, and then once he goes, a couple other guys go and help him, but there's this other player that he's one of the most talented players and he never goes and he's just waiting. And then, so I call him out and I say, yeah, no, don't worry. Like you, you obviously don't help. So just make sure you're juggling while everybody else is doing. And then one day, um, the player that, that is, that is really always helps me with all this stuff and, and creates the momentum to help wasn't there. And obviously that the talented player had already built the habits that I'm not going to go. It's okay. And I turned it into a joke too. So now he, he just wouldn't help regardless. And so I called him over and I said, yo, you, you remember the player, um, the one that's not here that he always helps. Yeah. I, I honestly wonder if he actually likes soccer more than you. Um, I, I wonder if you just like soccer because you happen to be good at it. You could have been good at basketball, um, but you come with this idea that you're passionate for the game, but you're not willing to move one goal or two cones. Um, and, and obviously I already have a really close relationship with him, so he'll take it. Um, yeah. and then from there on, he, he's been, as soon as I say, can you guys help me with the cones? Boom. He, he sprints, he gets it. And he, he gets it that like, okay, there's other ways to express, um, what, what it is like to be, to be, um, a good teammate or a good person for this environment. And I think the other piece would be, um, I create a, a, a healthy relationship with, um, on a one-on-one basis so that when I identify my, my top talent, um, those are probably the ones that I'll call out the most when we bring it in, because if the worst player or the less talented player sees that I'm coming at one of the top players, um, he's not going to feel that there's any favoritism. Um, and, and so he doesn't, he doesn't feel that that player, because of his talent, he's untouchable. And so it builds some confidence in the, in the less talented players so that when I say something that they did wrong, as a less talented player, they don't take it personal and they don't say like, man, I'm not that good. And on top of that coach is coming for me. They'll be like, Oh, he actually is giving me instructive criticism because he also does it to this really talented player. And so I think just being able to manipulate the air um, and the, the, the personalities. And when I'm talking to you, I'm actually showing this to somebody else. Um, so that when I talk to you, you know, that I said it to the best player, but I can also say it to you, it, it helps them take in the information more um, sincerely. Um, but yeah, so I guess there's, there's many different ways that I play, I play around with it. Um, and some, some may work, some may, may not like some, yeah. the one tactic with that player was saying like, Oh no, you're good. You, you, you just keep juggling. But that started to turn into a negative habit to the moment that I had to go and break that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I think those are a few examples that I guess yeah. I, I use for that. Yeah. I think like, it's important to, like one of the most important things as a coach is knowing your players because yeah. we're all like, you know, even within a team environment, we are all so different. And uh, it's, uh, you know, what works for one player might be the worst possible thing yeah. you could say to another player, right? Like um, I needed a coach to, to talk to me in a certain way. Uh, but for, you know, like, even if I think about 
the coach that I played for that I hated more than any other coach I've ever played for, he was the perfect coach for someone else, you know, and, and he was, and, you know, and obviously I'm talking about like a coach that was coaching at a high level. So he was, you know, had a lot of experience, was qualified. Um, There are obviously some coaches who have no clue what they're doing, Um, you know, uh, but, you know, a, a lot of them are like helping the sport because they're, you know, doing it as a, as a volunteer thing and they're doing the best, which is great. But like, uh, this coach, he was a good coach. He was a horrible coach for me, but he was a good coach. Um, and, and you know, that that's how it goes sometimes. Like I, I do my best to like be a good coach for every player that I have, but sometimes things don't work out. Um, and sometimes I get it wrong as well. Um, but I think it's, it's very important. Uh, you know, if, if I'm working with a new team, I'll be pretty, you know, conservative uh, in the beginning. When I say conservative, like, you know, I'll be very careful with the things that I say just because I want to get to know the players first. Uh, So I'll do a lot more watching um, and a lot more like stuff that just like get them into games, let them play, let me see what works, what this player's like, how they interact with each other. Um, So I'll take more of like a, you know, a, a, a backseat um, approach and just try to get to know the players a little bit, because, you know, like I said, like every player is a little bit different. Um, I can, you know, I can praise one player all day long. It might yeah. have, you know, it might do nothing, but praise might be the most important thing for another player. So, yeah. you know, a really, really talented player, maybe, maybe I do need to call them out all the time, but at the yeah. same time, maybe a very, you know, good player. If I call them out all the time, maybe that does affect them because maybe even though they're very good, they're also insecure um, and they don't really believe in themselves. Right. So it's all about, you know, figuring out what works for a specific player. And then another thing that I, uh, that I think is really helpful is um, if you are on a team and there aren't, um, you know, there, there are players who start and play and there are players who play very little, it's important for the, the, the team training to become some sort of um, place where players can uh, like, if you're not playing at the weekend um, it's important that that team training gives them some sort of um, opportunity and also some sort of, you know, competition so that they can uh, feel like one, it is possible for them to earn their spot. And then two, that, there's like some way to compete against the starters um, and, you know, and, uh, and make that, make that feel real. Um, So, you know, uh, if uh, like something I've done is, you know, just like do um, you know, even, even if I don't have um, 22 players to play 11 V 11, but we'll do like, you know, an official seeming Mm -hmm. game, in the training sessions, just to give those players that aren't playing that much a chance to, you know, be like, this is my game, Um, you know, and they should be doing that anyway, but they're little like, you know, tricks that you can use to make things seem a little bit more real for them because, you know, it is tough, obviously, uh, you know, uh, I I love, you know, training and players should love training, but, you know, you train, you train to play at the end of the day and, uh, and just, and feeling, feeling like, 
you know, if, if you're not playing, it can be a tough situation. So how can we make training uh, a little bit of an environment where you feel like even if I don't play at the weekend, okay, I know that I've worked hard at training, I've been given the opportunity to earn my spot in games, and I have a little bit of healthy competition uh, in, in the training sessions as well, because that can be really, really important for those players who, who aren't, uh, playing that much. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, mean, they, I think they, yeah, they, they want to, obviously uh, we've, uh, we've talked about in, in every episode that it's fundamental that everybody's having fun, um, and enjoying themselves, but you also, it's also fundamental that you feel you're being given the opportunity, um, to, to obtain what you're there for, which at the end of the day is <clears throat> play in the game. In when the when the referee's there, they blow the whistle. I'm inside the field. We, we, you can't be naive and and, and neglect that. Um, so I think I think that's a really good um, approach because um, always finding what it, whichever whether it's that scrimmage or whatever it may be, um, your your technique as a coach, giving them the opportunity and the and the the player. I think should be also honest i think there should be better relationship with the coaches where like the players can come and say hey coach i i feel like i mean obviously i i could just be in my own head but i feel like these players might have more opportunity than i have given and the coach being okay with taking that conversation and explaining well here are the moments where i've given everybody an opportunity um and and so i could i think it just creates a conversation um to understand both sides as opposed to then you want to injure <laughs> in that game you want to injure the the starters so that yeah. you got a chance you know um or you want to make a fool out of them or you want to like go on a one-on-one and now you start to also um not play the game as a collective um so i think I think there definitely should be more room for um, players and, and coaches to, as opposed to even just the parent coming. Like I, I wish parents, I, I'm, I'm grateful because the parents I work with, they're so good at, at letting their kids um, ask me the questions or, or, or make comments um, and, and just creating an environment where like, okay, if you're not feeling a certain type of way, like let me know and, and we'll try our best to work around it. And if you're not playing and, and you're not enjoying it and, and I'm not, feeling that you're like, maybe we reevaluate. Do you want to be, should you be on this, this team? And can I help you go to another team? Um, and, and so that's also fine. Like yeah. you don't have to stick to the same coach, the same players, the same teammates. And again, it doesn't say that I'm a bad coach for not being able to get your best potential. And it doesn't mean you're a bad player for not being able to, to adjust to my coaching. It doesn't, it don't take it personal. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah. I think it creates a better environment. Yeah, I think I, I was I was going to say, you know, I much prefer talking to to players than to parents. And I think like honesty is so, so, so important because like you can you can be honest, like every time you talk to a player, if you um, tell them something that's not true. And I've had coaches like tell me if I went to talk to them, like, uh, you know, why am I not playing or what can I do to to earn playing time or something? Um and they give me some answer and I'm like, yeah, that's not true though. Is it? And it's like, you know, um, like then that trust is gone and it's really tough to get back. So, you know, you just need to, uh, the player needs to be honest, but the coach also needs to, you know, tell the truth. Um, and if it's a, if it's a harsh truth, then it's a harsh truth, but I'd rather have that than, you know, than some, you know, uh, yeah. nice, nice lie. Um, 
So yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up by uh, giving our our three kind of like key takeaways uh, for players. So I'll uh, I'll give the I'll give the first one, um, and uh, uh, very very simple. Uh, the team is is greater than you, and that's true. You know of of any any team any team sport. Uh, the the team is greater than any individual on that team. Doesn't matter if they're Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi or. Uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James or whoever it is, um, the team is always more important uh, than than just an, an individual. Yeah, I would say um, you have to build your security outside of of soccer to have more security within soccer. Um, yeah, that's that would yeah. be the second. All right, you awesome. got a third one, or are we are we bringing this one together? Uh, I think we should bring it together. Uh, I think actually, how about like, I think that um, within within all of that, um, it's important um, to to not kind of lose lose sight of yourself within a team and like why why you're doing this. Like my my uh, my little quote was, you know, for you through the team for the team, and I think it's important to to realize that. You're in a team sport, uh, but you're still an individual and you're, you're doing this for the team, but by doing it for the team, you're also doing it, uh, you know, for yourself. Like I, uh, I don't think I could ever play, play an individual sport personally, uh, just because like, I like, I love the, you know, the feeling of being playing on a great team or coaching a great team. There's like no other feeling like it when everything's coming together it's just so, uh, you know, it, it really is like, like magical, like all these individuals coming together, uh, fitting together, uh, and, and working for each other. Um, so like, even though it's, you're doing it for the team, um, you're, you're still an individual within that. Mm-hmm. So how do we put that in a, so team first before you security beyond the game and then for yourself you're you're in it you're in it for yourself it's just, it's like a paradox because like yeah yeah <laughs> well, well, to I, it, I, I think you i think it's important to remember that and it's kind of along your lines that like you have choice all the time like you have the choice that if things aren't going well when you put in the team first when you have security it's okay to leave the team <laughs> too um you're like you've the one that have put yourself in this environment and you're the one that can take yourself out of this environment um because it's for you is like if the team is doing really well and you're struggling then maybe you should you should move away but what were you gonna say um i had a a coach who said um in order to help yourself you need to help the team um Mm -hmm. and and just like you know within within a team environment you know uh, the the way the way to individual success is is uh is by helping the team as much as you can how you know however that is um and yeah okay so maybe we flip them the first one is you're i don't know i guess start because I, I guess we we can like your say your face again for you through the team for the team through the team yeah for the team 
Okay, for you. Um, yeah, I think I, I think we start with the first takeaway is is it has to you have to be doing something that's for you, um, mm-hmm. because that's that's where it starts. I don't think you can adjust to doing it for the team or through the team if if, if it's not something that you enjoy yourself, and yeah. that's okay because maybe you should look for individual sport. Yeah. Um, but it starts, it starts for you and understanding what you want. Um, and then the second one would be um, through the, the team. team is greater. Yeah. Yeah. Greater. And then, um, and then I think we can end with um, your, sec- your security shouldn't be defined um, through the game um, yeah. or through this environment. Um, I think those are, those are, those are good. All right. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, we'll put uh, links to social media in the description. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of the Infinite Improvement Podcast. Uh, we'll also uh, this will be on YouTube. It'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, back next week with uh, with another new topic. Sounds good. Thank you, Crystal. Right. Awesome. Peace. See you guys.